what you're doing, I ain't mad at you. I'm just wishing that I had that too. Some days I wish I was more like you. Your certainty, your attitude. Keep doing what you're doing, I ain't mad at you. Just to know you, I'm glad I do. Tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is now 8.04 a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Uh, it's Monday, and uh, in many ways, in many respects, we're still kind of getting ready. I know you guys are like, man, Good Morning, Aurora, starting kind of late this morning. It's not like a 7.59 kind of thing. No, I said we ready. I said we ready. That's what I said. But we're not alone. We got good guests today. Uh, we got some returning friends on the show, our friends of the Rush University Road Home Program, which is kind of fitting because <laughs> they made it back home. How y'all doing? Chris, Allie, what's up? Good, good. How are you doing? All right, all right. Chris, come on in. Eat the mic, baby. Yeah, yeah. Rick, get in. Rick. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we hungry as hell. Got some chocolates right there. Check it out, though. You see the Fannie Mae? You see the uh, I got the mint meltaways. You see that? Yeah. That's just not any kind of chocolate. We got Fannie Mae chocolate. Yeah, we coming up. Look at that. That mint. Right. Oh. Right. Yeah. Everybody else just got Hershey Kisses. No, we got Fannie Mae <laughs> mint meltaway premium chocolate. Since what's the date on the box? I don't know, but what's I'm it not say? Sure, but let's see. It says it right there under Fannie Mae. Nineteen twenty. Nineteen twenty. Damn. Like, wait, Hundred years, right? Uh, Nora Peterson's here. Allie Hernandez. Good morning. Good to see you. Good to see you. Jennifer Ryan Maiden. Good morning. Paris Bistro. Good morning. Yo, Allie Hernandez and Vanessa Rodriguez Aguirre. Gabriel's here as well. The time is um, eight oh six a.m. So you guys are coming back on the show. How's life been with you guys? Oh wait, hold on. Let me 
Because you're chewing the mint oh. melt away, right? <laughs> no, we've been we've been good. We've been busy, staying busy. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. Very busy good. season uh, from what Memorial Day through Veterans Day, and we've been busy. Mm-hmm. Damn, I know, I know. We've been seeing some things. Um, you guys got a partnership with the Bears. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, we're not here on a victory Monday, but uh, <laughs> you know, tough game. They played good yesterday. So, right. Yeah. The uh, the, the Bears they sponsor our family program. So, okay. uh, taking care of uh, the, all the loved ones, the supporters, and uh, uh, family members that uh, of veterans. Nice. Well, you guys are personal friends of the show. For those who are unfamiliar, uh, let us know about the Road Home Program. What is it? Um, the Road Home Program is a two-week intensive outpatient program. Um, it used to be three weeks. It's two weeks now. Um, we do have two different cohorts. Okay. Um, it's PTSD cohort that goes for two weeks, and then once that cohort leaves, we have the MST group come through. Right. Um, they're two different. So, yeah, so we switched through these two different groups. What is it? How many cycles per group, I would say? is like. Uh, what, 12 a year? We do 12 of each, so 24 programs a year uh, for our intensive outpatient program. Uh, It's all trauma-focused work, Uh, so whether, like she was saying, whether it's combat trauma or sexual trauma, that's our our, our flagship bread-and-butter program. Uh, And then we also uh, have the program, like you you were talking about, the the Bears Fund for family members, so family members can get their mental health care as well, and we've got groups for them as well. Yeah. Uh, we define family as if it's family for you, it's family for us. So it doesn't have to be, you know, we're not checking birth certificates and marriage records and stuff like that. Right. It could be your, your your neighbor, your your boyfriend, girlfriend. It doesn't matter. So and right. then we've also got uh, traditional, you know, outpatient programs, um, you know, once a week type things uh, where, where folks can come in and just get their normal talk therapy once a week. What's the status of veterans uh, in the state, in you guys' opinion? What's the uh, collective health of the body? Like like uh, the services that they're seeking the most? Right, or? yeah. In just this state alone? Because, mm-hmm. you know, like there, yeah, there's a lot going on state to state and a lot of national programs, but specific Illinois. Yeah, oh. The what? needs of theirs? Yeah, I would just say, you know, the, over the last 10 years, a uh, huge shift and a, and a big increase in the amount of services that are available. Um, I think 10 years ago when we first opened our doors, um, mental health care was, was one thing that was severely lacking. That, that was sort of the impetus for us opening the doors and, and doing what we're doing. And uh, over the last you know 10 years, what I've seen is uh, not just us, there's other organizations out there that are doing phenomenal work. The VA has improved dramatically uh, over the last five, six years, um, almost night and day uh, at Heinz and, and Jesse Brown and up at Lovell. So uh, big shift, especially in the mental health care, which is where we focus. Um, and now, I don't know. I don't know. With the uh, PACT Act, maybe. The PACT Act is big. Um, yeah. Definitely going to see some changes there. Um, you know, I think physical health is also mm. – um, definitely um, a cause of concern or, or a place where a big focus for, for veterans in the state of Illinois is, is kind of changing. So, right. And we've also been doing a lot of work in, in rural areas, you know, um, you know, outside of Chicago, 
There's a whole big old state out there. Yes, there is. Yeah, yes, there so, is. With a lot of different towns that you may yeah. not have even heard of or going through with, with good folks in them. Yeah. 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 Um, so a few years ago, we were able to start uh, a rural clinic. Uh, we've got a phenomenal doctor, um, Blake Schroeder. Uh, he's uh, born and raised in Effingham, Illinois, down in central Illinois. Uh, we did a research study and kind of noticed that there's a huge gap in between uh, – you know, it's 100 miles in either direction of Effingham. Uh, that's the closest VA. And finding supportive services there um, just didn't exist. And doesn't mean there's not veterans there in need. So we, we were able to start uh, a rural clinic in Effingham. So we're able to help rural veterans. And we're looking to replicate that. Uh, just this past year, uh, we just completed um, training for rural providers. So we brought in about 20 20 clinicians in central Illinois uh, train them in uh, what's called the common elements treatment approach. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a evidence-based modality that allows uh, providers to, um, you know, provide mental health care. Uh, and this was specifically for providers working with veterans in central Illinois. So sort of that uh, train the trainer approach. So you know, that force multiplier. So right. not only do we have our clinic in central Illinois, but now we've got 24 other uh, trained licensed clinicians all around, you know, central or central and southern Illinois that now um, are a little bit more able to work with the veteran population, uh, especially in their mental health care needs, trauma focused needs and things like that. Yeah, because down there, down that far south, you're closer to um what St. Louis, yeah, or something, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, uh, as opposed to your Illinois services. Wow, that's yeah. Right. So that I mean, that's one of the ways we've really been able to expand our reach this year uh, across the state. Um, I think we've got good news coming. Um, okay. We uh, well during COVID um, across the country there was a it's called the Sci Pact. Uh, so it's uh, a, an agreement between. I think it's up to 30, 30, 30, some 30 something states right now mm-hmm. uh, across the country. Um, one of the issues with, with providing mental health care across state lines is that licensure uh, and having, you know, being able to be licensed in other states. Right. So instead of our clinicians being licensed and, and having to go through that process in all these states, um, we are closing out the final steps of the process to be able to provide. Um, our services uh, via telehealth uh, to veterans, not just here in Illinois, not just in rural locations, but in 30 different states across the country. Uh, what's the number one way you guys meet clients right now? Walk-ins or you guys have a robust presence on a lot of platforms? Is it emails and calls or? Emails and calls, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Referrals out- probably too as, as well? Virtual outreach. Mm-hmm. Okay. Virtual yeah. outreach. All right. Yeah. Um, and then when you when you've met that client and they need that service, what's the next step to come in and meet with you guys and get um, brought into the program no if way. they're not? It is too cold out there. You've been <laughs> out there today. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to leave your house. Yeah, you can, all you, all it takes is a phone call. Okay, so you call three one two nine four two vets. Okay, you're gonna get uh, on the phone with uh, Liz. Uh, she's an Air Force veteran. Okay, she's been with the Road Home program since before the doors open. She knows what she's doing. She's good at what she does and. Uh, She's going to be the first point of contact 
for anybody that calls. Yeah. As you mentioned, uh, it is cold out there. Uh, I have the weather for you in a little bit. So I want to you know, let you know that it's not going to be negative 50 forever. It seems like negative 55 soon as <laughs> it's a, a storm, storm of brewing. I know. Look at <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to freeze the dog. <laughs> um, so uh, I want to shout out your hoodie, too, as well, oh, though. Yeah, um, really feeling the hoodie, Rush, and then the Warrior Care Network as well. Yes. So the, the Road Home Program is part of the Warrior Care Network. Yeah, they're our largest funder. Okay. All right. Um, Allie, here's the thing. What's up? Here's the thing. Let's, 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 let's talk turkey. Mm. <laughs> now, you know, we, we know each other for a long time. A real long time. Very long. Um, back when you were with the VA long. Um, yeah. VNA, my bad. VNA. Yeah, from the VNA, yep. even prior to being at the VNA. You yeah. really, uh, yeah, before, yeah. You really found your niche. Sure did. You did. Yeah. You did. You found that which fills your, your bowl inside, right? Yeah. It does. It shows, too. You don't turn it off. Mm-hmm. You don't turn it off. Um, kind of hard. Um, what is it with the about working with the the veteran population that that fills you that fills you so that's like a second family yeah 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 and um it's just uh being able to understand one another Mm -hmm. without having to explain too much i don't know no i feel you it just uh it just feels good because i know that um Healing is not linear, right? And uh, and it's good to be able to relate to them. The time is uh, eight sixteen a.m. Brooke Shanley, good morning to your Paris Bistro. Good morning, right back at you. Um, now you guys have a, your own podcast too. Your yeah. home program has yep. a podcast, um, and I think that one of the most recent episodes and series I saw was on MST, military sexual trauma. Um, can you guys talk about that and talk about the focus that's been on it? Um, well, I, I guess it is recently. It's a lot more recent than it has been typically um, talked about in the services. Yeah. You know, for me, that that's one of the things that, you know, as, as we're, you know, further, further removed from mass deployments in Iraq and Afghanistan. One thing that's not, you know, in terms of numbers going down is sexual trauma in the military. Right. Um, it's one of our huge focuses in, in the warrior care network with the four including ourselves the you know uh, mass general emory and ucla and ourselves that's our specialty in the network is uh, working with uh, military sexual trauma we're the only uh only group that has a dedicated focus to uh, military sexual trauma so we we bring in each month uh, we have that combat cohort that comes in for two weeks and as soon as they leave then we bring in a dedicated military sexual trauma cohort. Um, and it's, for me, that's, that's a big focus for the future because right. that, that's one of those things that, unfortunately, and as much as it, you know, I think makes us all sick, um, that's that's not going away. Right. And it's going to be, you know, it's a continued problem that the military is working on. And, you know, that's, that's what we're here for. Right. I feel kind of like, uh, I feel like the world and everybody in it is going through a big shift right now. Um, I think that people people are seeing, like, all these institutions, institutions, so whether it's been the educational institutions, our, milita- our military institutions, 
um, law enforcement, prisons, what have you. I think everybody's looking at it and they're thinking, you know, we don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but if we just clean the thing up a lot, it would be a whole lot better. You know what I mean? It, it would be, it, it could be like everything that it says on paper. It really could be a kind of forward thinking, not punching down, treating people a little bit better kind of institution, you know? Um, so I kind of like the cleaning house method that I'm seeing uh, in a lot of, in a lot of things. Um, the time is 8.18. So who are the uh, presenters for this, um, for the different, for the podcasts that you guys have and the different shows and presentations? The presenters are usually um, Will and Chris and the okay. podcast. Um, we do have one that we're going to be filming t- today. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, that one's going to be focused on one of our colleagues' books and some other news. Okay. <laughs> other news? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, brother, can't know it. Can we get the can we get the Let's little tasty taste? Who, who's presenting? <laughs> I believe it's you, right? You're presenting, right? Today, yeah. yeah. Oh, she didn't want to be too modest. Okay, yeah. I'm feeling that. <laughs> Today, <laughs> I'm feeling that. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Um, nah, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Aurora has a Aurora has a a great veteran community. So does Chicago. Um, and so does, so does our state. So the more people who can get the care and get the help, um, especially given the fact that, um, uh, you know, veteran suicide and, uh, the homelessness rate and things like that. Um, that's something that we're dealing with here locally. I think more, um, got to fix, or we're trying to put together some affordable housing in the city in many different ways. Uh, one of the populations that will help is, or unhoused veterans mm. um, kind of don't have anybody to advocate for them at the moment. Um, the time is 8.20. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Before yeah. before we go too far, uh, I do want to thank you. Uh, since the last time we were here, um, one, you got incredible reach, mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't too long after the last time we were here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a gentleman come into our intensive outpatient program, uh, and it wasn't local. He was coming from all the way from Los Angeles, California. Yeah. Uh, his oh, wife, wow. his wife listened to the podcast. Said, "Wow, uh, I think Good. that's uh, that's something that uh, my husband could benefit from." And a couple weeks later, you know, he's on a plane. He's sitting in Chicago, Illinois, uh, getting mental health care treatment. And that's so, what I'm talking yeah. about. That so, makes me happy yeah. to hear. Thank um, you. And yeah. actually, you know what? That reminds me, and that that gives me a a good sense of pride right now. Uh, one of my shipmates passed away recently. His name was Darkus Vaughn. He was an OS2, um, and he was a really good brother. He was a native of Texas. And actually, I think Good Morning Aurora will observe a brief moment of silence for Darkus Vaughn. All right, the time is 8.21. Norman Peterson says, that's amazing. Yeah, that is. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. You I'm proud be. of that. I am extremely proud of that because all I've ever wanted to do is just to let people know that however you got to reach out, maybe it's after the show. Maybe it's when the, right? Like I do with you, huh? Text you. Buddy checks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, checks. right. That's, psh, come on. That's what it takes some time. I'm yeah. glad. God bless that family. Um, all right, the time is 821. So I'm going to take these people on a 
on a joyride for local news. I'm going to tell them a couple couple quick things, and then we'll get back to our friends of the ro- the road hope. Ah. Hold on, let me scratch that. Which one's the scratch, Gabriel? Blue button. That's the power of interns right there. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> okay. Um, sip it up, sip it up, sip it up. Sip. Yeah, sip that up, man. Yeah, when we mess it up, we sip it up. That's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's some good news that I saw really recently, you guys, and I think that all of you guys are going to love this because if, if you're a local Auroran, you will hear about some old and hear about some new. Uh, SciTech is finding a new home in downtown Aurora. You guys remember SciTech, right? Yeah, I do. I remember going there as a kid. Yeah, yeah. with the big dinosaur in front. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All those cool um, uh, cool exhibits and the cool tours they used to have in there. <laughs> SciTech, the one-time hands-on science museum, has a new home thanks to a partnership with APS Training Academy. The museum will present hands-on science and mobile programs as part of APS Training Academy's offerings on the second floor of the APS Tower, 105 East Galena, corner of Galena and Broadway. Faith Slowinski, executive director of SciTech, said she's looking forward to partnering and collaborating with APS Training Academy and offering science to deserving Aurora families through free and affordable STEM programs. Quote, SciTech is eager to begin working alongside APS with our portable hands-on outreach. The museum closed earlier this year after 34 years. Wow. In downtown at 18 West Benton. It's been closed for two years previously uh, due to the pandemic. APS made the announcement recently at the Masquerade Gala, an annual fundraiser where officials also announced that Kelsey Cozens had been named new executive director of the academy. Cozens was previously the program director at APS Academy. She says, I'm inspired every day by the mission of APS Training Academy to empower vulnerable communities in Aurora by providing free and low-cost education and vocational opportunities in STEM. The time is 8.24. Okay. And then here's the other thing I was going to tell you guys about. Um, the Mr. and Miss Black Aurora pageant will be held on Saturday, February 4th at the Copley Theater. A virtual information session has already taken place. The events for all high school students wishing to participate. And shouts out to the Aurora African American Heritage Advisory Board for sponsoring the event. We've posted the link that any young kids who are interested in being the the uh you know the winners of the pageant right the king and queen that's how they do yeah. you got the matching mm-hmm. right matching yeah. outfits and then you take those pictures <laughs> and then hopefully 20 years later your kids look at them on the wall <laughs> oh you guys went to homecoming together like yeah word up that's where you <laughs> <laughs> that's where we met <laughs> okay uh tracy durant here good morning time is 8 25 a.m so um, the SWOT analysis, you guys are familiar with the SWOT analysis. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and what's the T? Threats. Threats, that's right. Let's do a SWOT analysis for what you guys are doing. So not just the Road Home Program, mm-hmm. but services for the veteran community in the state. What are we looking for? Uh, I think there is... If I'm not mistaken, legislation um, making its way through to, I think, correctly identify and provide uh, levels of accountability for military sexual trauma. If I'm not, I could have scrambled that egg. But I think that there is legislation being passed or trying to find a way to define and give punishment. Um, But what's our strengths? What's our strengths in regards to what we're doing? 
Our strengths were would have to be our ability to reach all sorts of veterans. Okay. No matter where they may be living. We have like many tools. We got the podcast. Mm-hmm. We do use like at work like um a certain program to go ahead and like help keep all that organized. So there's many tools in our reach. Okay. Just to name okay. a few. Yeah. Um Working with veterans of of all eras, you know, it's the that that big push for services for post nine eleven veterans. It was is was huge, you know, five, ten, fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many veterans in this state that served before nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vietnam veterans uh, still have issues. You know, right. they're, they're still here. Uh, Korean War veterans, you know, they're still around. Right. Um, you know, can't can't forget about those and. Um, the, the ability to be able to service those and provide services um, is huge. Yeah. Um, what's our weaknesses? I think uh, on a state level, I, I think kind of what you're talking about, you know, those, those things that need to be changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of it is coming from maybe not necessarily the veteran community, but the active and reserve and guard community. Right. The, the uh, you know, the things that need to be changed there. And that uh, stuff takes time. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, opportunities. So many. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. That's the one that's like, oh, yeah, come on. Yeah. The iron yeah. is hot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's always the opportunity. There's there's plenty of opportunities to be able to do more, do more, do more. Um, and a lot of it comes down to funding. But, you know, there's the, and I think we, we've really explored this on a personal level. Um, I had a great conversation on Friday with some of the veterans in our group, but uh, there's so many opportunities out there that exist that people just don't know about. Right. Whether it's, you know, w- we both went on a, a trip with an organization called Higher Ground this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went out to Idaho and went uh, whitewater kayaking and fly fishing on an 80-mile kayak trip. And she went. Uh, I went to Joshua Tree and did some climbing. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. In oh. Arizona? No, that was California. Yeah. Joshua Trees in California. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, neither of us knew about it the last time we were here. Right. And I think we're both much better people now, having gone on this trip with other veterans, got to do this sort of amazing thing. Yeah. Um, people need to know about it. There's other resources. I mean, we, we just had, uh, in November, we did our turkey drop. Yes. We yep. gave, you know. Thanksgiving meals to 350 100. different uh, veteran families. That was huge. Um, but we want more people to know about these things. We gave another 150 away down in Effingham. Mm. Nice. So, you know, there's there's things that are out there. You know, it's... You just got to find yeah. what's going to work for you. It could, be, it could be the fun things. It could be, you know, I just need, you know, housing. Uh, I just need, you know, mental health care. I need physical health care. Right. Um, but those things are those things are out there. You just got to know what you're looking for and and who to ask and somebody to point you in the right direction. What's the uh last one? Threats. Hmm. I would say that maybe too many organizations trying to do the same thing yeah. or trying to reinvent the wheel sometimes as far as like even like uh events as far as events go, but I think that what helps is just communication mm-hmm. across all those organizations so there's no crossover. Oh, man. 
Damn, that's how popular we are. Hey, yeah. man. Uh, turn off the little guy over there, Gabriel, please. Right? Nah, pretty soon we're going to have a desk. I'm going to pick up one of you. Yo, you're on the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you need to Going to have the switchboard and everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's funny. N- another threat, you know, and I think it's it's always been there and it's always going to be one of those threats is funding and, and how that works, mm-hmm. whether it's funding in the form of state grants, right. uh, funding in the form of, you know, where's the money coming from? Is it coming from? philanthropic donors is it where's it coming from and mm-hmm. um like we, we mentioned earlier you know the further and further we get away from these you know conflicts where you know in iraq and afghanistan where uh, the american military is on the on the news you know during those times f- people want to do everything they can they want to support right. um and, and the further and further we get away the further and further it gets out of people's minds right yep Love you when they hear about you kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, which I think, I think that's been detrimental. I think, I think um, a lot of times, you know, the mission, the collective mission as a country, um, I think we've kind of helped exacerbate the problem with our veterans in a lot of ways because um, in, a, in, a, in a way it's like, when you only appreciate someone during that time of crisis, um, you know, people like to be thought about when it's not a crisis. Mm-hmm. And I think that hyper focus on people only when it's, you know, you're only a hero when you're in the uniform. That's not, that's, you know, that's, uh, that's not helping anybody. Yeah. That's not helping anybody. So I, I, and it's kind of a, just a human level thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, again, I think the appreciation needs to be shown like all the time in different ways you know what i'm saying um everybody has their and we've become a society in a country where like everybody has their day their month and (laughs) and then we forget about them right we're gonna have to bring you one of our uh wristbands they say every day is veterans day oh i'll i'll wear anything you guys got that shirt yeah oh man (laughs) i've been wearing it oh yeah i rocked that shirt (laughs) yeah absolutely um but um Oh, I'll change my avatar this day and everything. We, we, we've, we're, yeah. we've, we're reducing our, we're reducing so many things just to be in the cool, the cool social media challenge, mm-hmm. man. And I'm not, um, I'm not a fan of that. Anyway, Shannon, Eliz, Eliz, good morning. Cruz Ocho. Oh, snap. Cruz, what up? I'll good be morning. seeing you soon, Cruz. <laughs> good morning, Aurora. Happy Monday from Dan Barrero. Good to see you, Dan. We appreciate you tuning in as always. Um, yeah. Word up. So, Right now, um, and speaking of the conflicts, um, the Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, it it appears, you know, these are my words and my thoughts here, it appears that right now we are going to have a new class of the veteran community. Um, I've been reading some really good, especially New York Times articles, Vanity Fair, Variety. Um, there's a lot of drone operators who over the years, maybe the last eight, ten years, a lot of drone operators have been writing and talking about their their experiences. Um, I'm not a person who's diagnosed anybody for anything. But as I continue to read these stories and hear and read these articles, listen to these podcasts that these guys do, a couple interviews, keep it light, I'm starting to think that we are potentially witnessing a whole new class of people who are going to need services oh, yeah. very soon. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's uh, something we talk a lot about. We give uh, training and classes to the medical students at, at Rush University. Uh, so not not just the future doctors, but the future nurses of, of the world. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things that we talk about in there, one of the case studies that we use is drone operators. Um, uh, for, for mental health care, uh, there's the DSM, you know, the, the manual that defines what PTSD is. Right. And the latest iteration of it that came out, I think, five, ten years, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, um, was expanded to include that, that PTSD doesn't have to be witnessed directly in front of you, or, you know, trauma doesn't have to occur directly in front of you. You don't have to see, you know, the, right. the body. It could be something you see over a screen, uh, like those drone operators. You've got folks in, you know, Arizona at a Air Force base that you know they go to work every day just like everyone else and uh, their job's a little bit different they're, right. they're operating drones from halfway around the world doing things that you know right cause issues yep and then they get off and then they go home to their family in America right and it's a very different scenario it's completely different the the face of warfare is totally different now right. And, yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, and I think the more technologically driven uh, that we get, the more and more that's going to be an issue. Yeah. Um, and there's the, the one saving grace, if I can call it that, uh, and I use that term so loosely, the one that the, I guess for me what I'm hopeful for is that as the technology advances for warfare, good God, I hope it keeps on advancing to help, like, people yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. i mean we've because it was um humanitarian drone exactly right exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly if amazon can deliver packages via drones and Domino's can deliver a pizza via drone hey that's what i was talking about right and i wasn't trying to be funny about it. that's exactly what i was talking about like you see the advances that they make fighting fires with unmanned aerial vehicles small mm-hmm. scale right i want the same thing to happen um but I want the people who are taking part in it to be um, good, too. But maybe that's a larger discussion about, you know, conflict and things like that, you know, um, in the world. The time is um, 8.36. So what's the calendar look like for you guys? Um, what's, uh, what's any events coming up? Any big scale stuff? Um, Besides you being famous and all that? <laughs> Oprah. Never. <laughs> I wish. Oh. She's got uh, speaking engagements. What? I think, <laughs> like, yeah, I got to call Joe Biden back, dog. <laughs> I think she's looking for an assistant now, just to organize her all, all of her speaking engagements. Madeline Albright. Yeah, I'll call her back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back to you. Right. Uh, um, no, I know we're going to California in February. What's going on in January? I know there's something going on. Oh, one of my colleagues is having a bowling night. Um, so that'll be coming down uh, here real soon. We got to set up for that. Okay. Set up the event bright night. Okay. Um, but like major stuff, like I was saying, we're going to Cali in February. Um, and then there's some other states that we're hitting up. Like Arizona in either yeah. January or March. Yeah. But one of the things that, the two of us are working on. Uh, huh? We mentioned that organization earlier, uh, mm-hmm. Higher Ground. Um, got an opportunity uh, when we got back. They, they reached out to us and said, hey, we like what you guys are doing. In Chicago, we'd like you guys to be, uh, they call it crew, but uh, almost like a brand ambassador. They want, they want us to do similar things like these 
once in a lifetime trips mm-hmm. on on a local and smaller scale. Okay. So the two of us are going to be working on uh, hosting events every month, uh, doing fun stuff. I yeah. think we're we're planning a bouldering, you know, uh, indoor bouldering trip in j- January. Okay. In January. Um, yeah. We've got that soccer. So in Chicago, yeah. there's this building where on the t- on the rooftop, it's got a net, and you can play soccer up there, and you can see the skyline. But we're going to obviously do that, like, um, when it's a little warmer, like mm. 50, 60 degree weather. Yeah, isn't pinstripes over there? Mm. Is that uh, where? Possibly. Okay. All right. I <laughs> yeah. I don't want to derail. I'm sorry about yeah. that. Pinstripes is a really cool bowling alley place Yeah. with, like, live dinner mm. and all that. If oh. you guys, yeah. I thought it was, because um, I heard something about a, anyway, yeah. go back to what you're saying. So we're, we're trying to branch out and doing some recreational therapy nice different, so, different types of um, nice. yeah. it's sort of going to be the two of us spearheading it we're looking each month to do some sort of event outdoors uh or active oh word and up. uh taking <laughs> word you know, up. six seven eight nine ten vets out yeah. we'll, we'll take care of everything we're going to plan it all out and uh we, we got some funding for it and um yeah we're, we're looking to get out and, and do some stuff so hopefully this weather you know gets out of here soon yeah <laughs> yeah sun comes back and bring on the new warm. year bring it on yeah. bring it on we want to go fishing we want to go mm-hmm. out get outside yeah, do fishing. some fun stuff but uh you know this is chicago you might need to embrace the cold right know? true ice, ice fishing snowshoeing <laughs> who knows or we, um we could we could do all kinds yeah of a snow ruck march or something like that Oof. Oof. Yeah. all right <laughs> oh right. lord! Like, is this the Russian yeah. military? What the hell are we doing? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Um. Well, I. Uh, well, we, as you guys know, we wish you the absolute best. Um, if Good Morning Aurora can be involved or come on for any of those things, mm-hmm. you invited me to um, some event you guys had in, in Chicago, and it was the only time I didn't have any good shoes. I thought about coming to that shebang. I was like, brother, ain't got no good kicks. You know, <laughs> can't be roll up in there with some dusty. You know, your dusty feet wear. Um, but that's good. If if you guys uh, share anything with us, too, we'll make sure to get the word out and let people know uh, about what you guys are doing. So, yeah, we, yeah we, man, you guys are doing some good. Good ideas for some fun events that are going to be coming up. Then we're going to do them every month. So all yeah. only, the only thing we need is vets come with us. Yeah. Right. If you want to go out and do some stuff, check give out us a call. Yeah, okay. Check it out. All right. Um, and also, the uh, all the services that you guys have are open to the families of veterans as well and their children, too. Yeah. Um, because I, I don't want to massacre, massacre the slogan, but, you know, the the it's the it's about the, the veterans unit and their family. It's their family. Right. That's who also is going through any issues that they may be experiencing. What they call family. Right. Not yeah. not how we define family. It's how you define family. Right. Um, so it, like we were saying earlier, it could be. Your best friend, it could be your, your, your partner. Partner, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. You call them family. It's family for us. All right. The time is eight forty-one. Gabriel, would you do me a favor? Would you please put the link to the Road Home program in the chat? Um, thank you very much, young man. I appreciate that. Gabriel Braffer is um, he's a member of the Aurora Youth Council, and he's also part of the Alive Teen Center as well. And Good Morning Roar got a new employee, too. Nice. Yes, we have a social media director. Nice. Now, um, her name is Alexa. Nice. Alexa Rodriguez. There you go. Yep, she's part of the Live Teen Center, too. She ain't here today. You know, she's behind the scenes with That's the social media director. <laughs> so, yeah. 
uh, she's going to be doing some of that great work for us. Um, real quick, you guys, Friday, December 23rd at 7 p.m., Alderwoman Wani Garza will host a Christmas Posada with Judge Bianca Camargo and Munidos. Uh, there will be hot chocolate sweets and a lot of fun. This will be at Sacred Heart Church in the Simard Hall, 769 Fulton Street in Aurora. Come take part in this great event and also see Santa. They put the name for Santa, though, on the flyer. On the flyer. Hold on. Check this out. You want to see something funny? Check this out. That's why I haven't been sharing the flyer. But I'm like, I'm like, yo, I don't know how I feel about that. You don't want some kid to know that <laughs> dude's name is Martinez. Uh, there's a stack over there on, there's might be another stack of news somewhere in here, Gabriel, if you could find it. Yeah, that one. Yeah. There's the flyer for the Christmas Posada. There it go. Yeah. Okay. Here it is. Posada Navideña. Damn, okay. that was good. Navideña. Oh, you like gusta. Buenos dias, Aurora kicking off. Okay. Yeah. Check it out. All right, so you see that where it says, now read underneath that. <laughs> but don't say homeboy's name. <laughs> Visita Especial de Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, it's got his name. It's got his whole name. Repre- represented <laughs> by blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, Lord. So I'm, like, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, why would they put his name on there? They want the kids to know. Right. <laughs> Uh, hey, if you're in the Santa Claus business, you know, you got to... True that. You, you got to advertise. Get, you got to advertise, yeah. you know. Uh, Not all of them are created <laughs> equal. You, you, yeah. you don't want uh, Billy Bob Thornton showing up. You, oh. you want uh, right. Bad maybe Santa. this guy. Right. Very true. Uh, all right. Time is um, time's 8.43. Gloria Gerardo says, good morning to you, Aurora. Hope you had yourself a nice weekend to have a blessed day today. Amen. Well, thank you very much. We did have a... Nice weekend. How was the weekend for you guys? We didn't ask y'all. How was your weekend? Good? It was, uh, it was all right. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Was, I had fun. Uh, we, we've been teasing each other about the World Cup. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh. So we, we had some fun yesterday. Why? Who, 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 who lost? Whose team lost and whose team won? His team My lost. Team. My team oh. won, man. Argentina all day. What's up, Messi? Yeah. <laughs> What's your team? France. France? Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. But, hey. We we before yeah. it even started, we both called it. We said it's going to be France. I said it was going to be France. She said it was going to be Argentina. So mm-hmm. both our teams made it to the finals. That was probably one of the best games I've seen in a long, long, long time. time. Yeah, uh, it was good. It came down to the very, very end. We so. were at the edge of our seats. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I gotta get. Uh, you know, I see all the the fun going on with the World Cup and everything. I like the. I like the flags of the nations. I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you. Like, just like with sports with me, I was always a fan of, like, the team and the logo, how dope it looked. That's yeah. why I wanted to win, <laughs> um, which is why I was a Raiders fan. I always thought the Raiders looked so tough on the field. Like, all that black Ooh. and gray. I was like, yeah, they look like. You should have seen them yesterday. Did they do bad? Oh, no, they did good. They, they beat did. The <laughs> One of the craziest plays you'll ever see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last second, game's over. Uh, just should be over. Or should be going to overtime. and. <laughs> The Ra- the Patriots made the bone most boneheaded mistake ever, and the Raiders walked off with a touchdown. And won. Oh, nice! A nice upset for Raider Nation. <laughs> <laughs> On some good news though, the Women's World Cup is next year. So, okay, yeah. yes, all let's right, go Team USA, yeah, Team USA. Yeah. Oh my God, yes! I'm glad <laughs> to see that we we beat Iran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know we beat Iran. Um, I'm glad to see that in sports yeah. we're still kicking all the butt. Right, we're still. <laughs> At least the women's team is. Yeah, the women's team is. 
Because girls rule the world. Girls rule the world. Uh, Don't you forget. Um, well, uh, the time is um, times eight. 8.46 a.m. Um, yeah. Matt says, good morning. World Cup game was amazing. As a PSG fan, yeah. one either way, Messi and Mbappe were awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's PSG? Paris Saint-Germain. Ah, okay. Congratulations, Argentina. Awesome game. We got a lot of sports fans. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. We're going to start. I, we the may world start Cup a... unites. It unites the world. It does. It's, it's it does the, unite the world. It, it is a special event. So our satellite office, where you went, unfortunately, today, this morning, um, which we got a room over there. They're building it out for us, putting padding on the wall and everything like that. Um, uh, anyway, there's some clients who come there for financial empowerment, right? And one of the girls had a little TV screen underneath the desk right there with the laptop. And it's funny, like, you know, you walk in, you pu- push the buzzer and you come in. And all these people who are otherwise nervous, right, to come here and bear your life financially to try to get coaching, all these people are in the lobby listening to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a scene that was just beautiful to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm at the top of the stairs looking down, and all these clients are looking over the over the counter, right, as they look and watch the World Cup. That was really cool to see. Oh, yeah. Brings people together. It reminds me, my, my first deployment was uh, prior to 9-11. Okay. Um, I was in Southeast Asia. And at the time, the World Cup was in Southeast Asia, so uh, Japan and Korea. Okay. So traveling to these countries and seeing people from all over the world who are also traveling flock into these bars. And when, when uh, you know, their home country was playing, places were going nuts. And mm-hmm. it, it was it was one of the coolest things I've, I've really in, got to experience on, on a global level is seeing people from all over the world just coming out and whether they, they, they like soccer or not, you know, that support it, it was just a fun fun experience right um it's one of the beautiful things about the military right mm-hmm. it can take that kid who otherwise probably may never have seen anything global yeah. and put him somewhere globally mm-hmm. yeah. they can be in japan they can be in panama they can be in a lot of different places doing a lot of different things that's the beauty of it um but it's also catching people sometimes at a vulnerable state you know when you're outside of your comfort zone um you are or some people are trying to find themselves what kind of person they're going to be and what they may become. Um, so, you know, that's where trauma can can be uh, can be unfortunate if the person experiences it. It's a heck of a transition. You know, your military is, what, 18 to 24 mm-hmm. primarily, yeah. uh, which is a huge transition point in your life yep. anyways. And then you add the military. Right. And you're giving kids guns and you're sending them all over the world. You know, it's... It's something else. Yeah. That's an experience I think, I don't think any of us would trade. No, it's a beautiful thing. It is. Uh, Allie and I have, have, have discussed it many times before, um, and I think I might have shared it with you guys. National Geographic was my way out, right? It, mm. was, it was, you know, all the parrots of Peru, <laughs> you know, wildlife of the Serengeti. How else are you going to see something like that if you don't join the military or have the college experience if you have the benefit of that too, you know? And, um, yeah, it was. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Mm -hmm. The ability to do that, to, like, to actually be in Ecuador and to see people that you otherwise would never have seen, um, that is a great thing, which is also why it is so important to care for the people who go do that and then come back. They should have, um, uh, they should be receiving the top-notch care. 
kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we focus on those good times, right? The the fun times in Japan, watching the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Or, or yeah. the fun times in Germany. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I was lucky. I, my, my 21st birthday was pretty atypical. It was on the beach in Thailand, and we nice. had a big bonfire party uh, with the Thai military. So it was cool. But uh, What's well, the Thai military like? It was interesting. They, <laughs> they, they Very eat, good they, answer. They eat well. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were funny. Uh, we, had, we had a good time. We spent a couple of weeks with uh, the Thai, Thai Marines, and uh, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Just a, But like you were talking about, just a different experience, something right. that, like, when am I going to meet and spend two weeks in a jungle with folks from Thailand? I mean, it just doesn't happen in, in everyday life. So the military was great. But we talk about those fun times. Um, I think that's sort of just it's our mask, right, to yep. cover up some of those other times that yeah, were yeah, the not so fun times. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, I I remember um, especially like the California experience, which I had. Um, I remember that being out there was fun, but that was really the only fun part about it because the rest was like you know, trying to find myself and, you know, especially the, the core of people that you meet when you are in the military, they're like, they're unlike anybody else you've met so far in life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you thought you met characters before life. You're like, get, no. <laughs> get ready for these people. Um, and I think sometimes that like, again, that's another just layer of the whole mask thing. Right. Because when you, you, you may have had an identity before you joined, now you've had to assume a brand new one. Mm-hmm. And with that new identity came these other people who are probably going through the same thing. Um, I, I Nowadays, I'm able to see, like with the benefit of hindsight, like I'm able to see even not trauma, but just the stumbling blocks where you can you can stumble at those parts of life, right? Yeah. That's, that's how I see it. Maybe you didn't make the world's greatest mistakes, but... Those were definitely slippery ice situations. Like, you know, I was 25. Probably should have thought a lot about, you know, probably should have thought a little bit more before doing X. Probably should have did a little bit more, you know, research before, blah, blah, blah. Nah, those are growth opportunities. Yeah. (laughs) That's where growth comes from. Yeah, it does. It does, yep. Like, my my experience, I grew up in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Went to uh, private school for high school. All, All boys, all white. Um, it, it was, you know, just a very vanilla experience, right, right. Uh, in more ways than one. And then going into the military, you know, uh, joined the military. My best friend talked to him yesterday. He was born in Laos, uh, came to the United States, and uh, you know, got his American citizenship through the Marine Corps. And mm-hmm. um, my other buddy was born in northern India. And how in the world would I ever meet, you know, these these people that don't look like me, didn't grow up like me, grew up in different countries, different parts of the world without something like the military. Uh, you know, I, my favorite thing uh, is, is you know, being it was being at Camp Pendleton and you see the the, the boots at the uh, the bus stop mm-hmm. and you got the kid wearing his Wrangler jeans that are way too tight with his cowboy hat next to some kid that grew up in, you know, uh, middle of Detroit next to some kid that grew up in northern Alaska and you get these these hodgepodge mismatch mix matches of of, of people at, at this weird intersection of their life and you, you get 
something special out of it. Yep, yep. Yeah. And you put them through, and they all come out looking one way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Acting one way. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, nah, it's a beautiful thing. It is. Um, yeah, what the military does good, it does phenomenally well. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any other institution that can bring people together and make them all one unit like that effective. That's um, I was watching an old speech by Ash Carter, who was a defense secretary, and um, he was talking about shopping. He used some kind of anecdote about shopping with his wife and all that, and he said, you know, that's the, but that's the beauty of the military. You know, he was like, we we have, we have what other people lack. We start out with the rough, and we produce diamonds. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't start out with all of the great elements and then produce a mismanaged system that, you know, is full of leaks and holes. You know, we got it. We, you know, we really cornered the market on doing it the right way. And I think that's true. I think that's yeah. true. Uh, the time is 8.54. Did we forget anything? The well, purpose of the show is to save the world in an hour. <laughs> and I think that we... It's only Monday too, so I did we forget anything? What did we talked about? We're still talking about growth, you right? We're talking about yeah those, yeah, those those stumbling blocks, right? right. Yeah. Yep. I think if you take it a little step further, in kind of the work that we do, right? It's it's mental health care, right? Mm-hmm. People have stumbling blocks after the military. You know, you have those stumbling blocks, and the same way you can have those downward spirals with post traumatic stress. You can also have that spiral in the other direction. Absolutely, post traumatic growth is a thing. Yeah, and you you know cannot just recover from PTSD and get back to baseline. You can you can use that. You know those those things that you learn, the ways you can compartmentalize in a negative way and use that to your advantage. That the things that you know your your those coping mechanisms that you, you you're dealing with when you're struggling, you can use those to your advantage, and, and you can really see some amazing growth. Um, right, like my partner here, I look at her and. We were talking before she showed up. You know the amount of growth I've seen in her. Oh, absolutely. Over the last since we were here last, mm-hmm. uh, I mean it's insane. Yep, it absolutely. Insane. Yeah. No, Allie, you're doing good. Thanks, you're man. doing good, really Joe. That. You know we. Uh, Thanks. Yeah. You know we were just talking about you while you weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> no, as we as we talked about. I told you that before, though, too, because you and I, um, well, one of the last times we hung, we were at Tavern. Um, yeah. I was having my chicken sandwich, but uh, I told you before, you know, like, yo, you're really taking, you know, you're really taking the role home program serious. Like, you are, you're fired up with it. You're not just doing something, you know, and that's one of the other things, too, that I've tried to instill, especially, like, doing this. Like, don't just be doing stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who are just doing stuff. Everybody wakes up and goes to a, a lot of people go to a job they hate. Yeah. Just because it provides the kind of lifestyle they like. Mm-hmm. Stay here 25 years, get my gold watch, bada bing, bada boom. I'd rather be doing elsewhere and be else, you know, doing other stuff, but whatever. Nah, man. Don't just be doing shit. Be about Find it. your mission. Find your purpose. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Find your purpose. Find your tribe. Yeah, find your tribe. Find your tribe. That's your what tribe. we talked about last time, right? Yeah, you did yeah. say that. I found my purpose. I yeah. really did. That's kind of like what, like, that's I'm I'm happy to hear about the veteran who got in touch with you guys because um, yeah. I realized it. What I did, man, I did. I found my purpose. I really did. I really did. I knew it before, 
Right. See, that's what it's all about. Look at the smile on his face. <laughs> yeah. You could tell. You could tell he found his, his purpose. Yeah. I did. Now look man. at hers. You could tell she found hers. I did. Yeah. We got I big did. smiles yep. over here. Yeah. Two people. I'm looking at I them, did, and man. you can see the purpose written on their face. I really did. I really did, man. Um, yeah. Which also found out. I didn't know Mike Wallace was in the Navy. Mike Wallace was in the oh, Navy. Yeah. Mike, who's in all these pictures in this <laughs> in this office. Mike Wallace was in the Navy. Man, there's a lot of people that were in the military that are that went on to do like news or journalism and sports stuff. Like, yes, there was, there was. I'm consistently surprised by all the people in America who've like done amazing things who were in the military. Um, Jimmy Stewart, right? Who knew? He went from the eighth. Air Force bomber squadron to every time a bell wings, an angel gets his wings. <laughs> right? One of the greatest actors ever known. Nobody even knows that he was a he's a veteran or he was a veteran. Rest in peace, Jimmy Stewart. Okay. Times 858. Well, um, so Christmas is coming up. You guys going anywhere for Christmas? No? Keep Back it down to Kentucky. Back down to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, when you go down to Kentucky, what's it like after being up here with us, <laughs> us uh, fast-paced city folk for it's so long? so slow and relaxing, <laughs> but I've been here for 12 years, and now it's I, I've got that Chicago-itis. You know, it's, uh, I go down there, and I'm, trying to fi- I'm finishing people's sentences for them. I'm like, all right, let's go hurry up. i got a right. place to be. I, I don't really have anywhere to go when I'm down there, but, you know, it's, it's fast, fast, fast. Go, right. go, go, and it's, I just got to relax. Right. So. They're like, Chris, man, take it easy, man. We're just going <laughs> to churn the butter. <laughs> yep, yep. I don't know if it's like that. <laughs> Shout out to everybody in Kentucky. I met some good people from Kentucky uh, cool. when I was in the – oh, absolutely. Absolutely. To your point, um, um, I met a guy, good brother, you know. He he went on to – he tried out for Bud's uh, SEAL program, and he didn't make it. And I remember something. I'm going to end on this. Anyway, he's from Kentucky. Good dude. Um, and in the spirit of Darkest Vaughn, you know, when you're in the military and you're young, like me, I was way skinnier than I am now, and I'm still skinny, mm-hmm. you know, trying to figure it out and everything like that. And uh, he tried out for Bud's training. He was a short dude. He's like five foot two. And so every day after muster in the morning time, like we break and we go about our thing, and then he would go off and continue his training for buds. So we start seeing less and less of him. Then a month or so went by, I don't know, but he starts, he shows back up, and now he's just part of, you know, basic deck division again, you know, and he's back with us. And I remember as his rack, you know, the coffin racks, I had the top rack. And his was in the middle. So I'm seeing him. I was like, how you doing, man? He's like, I'm good, man. Didn't make it. Whatever. But some of the other dudes were kind of like, you know, sneak dissing him. Talking smack. Oh, you back now, huh? Didn't make it. Basic underwater dud, you know, talking smack to him. But that dude, he didn't make it, right? But he attempted to do something that... You're talking about the few and the many, right? You're talking about the guys who might make it. He he swung for the fences and missed, but he swung. Mm-hmm. He swung. I don't know what became of him. 
But I've always looked at that dude as like a straight up hero. Because he didn't make it. He didn't make SEAL team, SEAL trainer. But he had the guts to try. And I never forgot that. Like he had the guts to try. And he came and he still mustered up every day as the dude who tried but failed. That had that took a lot of that took a lot of guts and integrity to be the guy who tried and failed and still came every day. Like I've I've always remembered that. Like, yo, that dude, he really, he really showed up for Kentucky. He did. The other thing that was special about it too is when I met him in boot camp, I remember him telling me, like, like, uh, yo, Spivey, my last name. Spivey, man, like, um, you're like the second black dude I've ever known in my life. And people over the years have been like, yo, that didn't offend you? I was like, no, it didn't offend me, you know? Because if you've traveled, there are a lot of places in America still where, like, there's you got these small towns. He came from a really small town, a small – there's no Puerto Ricans there, you know? So it's, it's, it's like people need to chill out. Like, a lot of times what you, what you may see as this um, uh, discrimination, you're really not walking in somebody else's shoes, you know, mm-hmm. so I, 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 that kind of always stuck with me. Like, wow, like a lot of people still have not met in the world's a big place, man. So, well, whatever we can do to bring the love together, man. Anyway, the time is 9.03. We're over. My bad. Um, the show ends on a positive note. What's the message today from you great people? <laughs> I like this. This is my favorite part. <laughs> it's, it's the scenario, the rainbow. Oh, yeah. He's a Strive reading for growth. <laughs> Reading rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. I can Strive do for growth. Strive for growth. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm feeling that. Strive for growth. Ron Scott. Good morning. I would say that <clears throat> it would be don't be afraid to ask for help. Huh? Yeah. Strive for growth and don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. That's a good growth message. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the time is nine oh four. We appreciate everybody for tuning in today. Thank you very much to Chris and Allie for coming back on the show. Learn more about the Road Home program. The link is in the chat. Uh, they're also on Instagram, Facebook as well, and uh, they're all over the place. And get ready for all the cool stuff that they do next year. We'll be sure to tell you guys about the the great activities that they have. Uh, otherwise, other than that, it's Monday. Take care of yourself and each other.